Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Thursday, May 30th, 2019. My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon. What's up? Right across from me. Uh, and today on the Fantasy Champions Podcast, we are going to talk about our 11 to 20, our final ranking show for a little while, at least. Uh, and we're going to talk about 11 to 20 tight ends. These are guys that are sleepers. Uh, we're going to talk about guys like Noah Font and TJ Hawkinson. Ooh. If you're worried or wondering where they might finish in 2019, we're going to tell you. Um, before we get into that, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Champs and at the Fantasy Champions. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the fantasy champions. Subscribe wherever you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Make sure on YouTube you click the bell, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. Let's start out with a uh, very intriguing question um, because we're talking about tight ends. Where, What round would you start drafting tight ends? Probably the 10th is when I start to 10th look, round. look at tight ends. Um, if a guy who's projected to go a little higher and is starting to fall in like the eighth or ninth round, mm-hmm. um, obviously, and even the seventh round, like you, you got to look at those guys that are falling in the draft. That you're like, why is this guy falling in the draft? And yeah, maybe there's just guys in your league that doesn't like that particular player. Right. But generally, I'd say the tenth round because that's when you kind of get. You know, we talked about Tuesday with Njoku, who's going in the 10th round. Yeah. And I don't think there's much of a difference between David Njoku and our fourth guy, yeah. O.J. Howard. And O.J. Howard's going in, I think, the 6th round. Right. So if you want if you want to take a guy in the 10th round, I think that's where the value starts to match up. Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, my strategy is no quarterbacks, no tight ends until round 10, like you said. Um, I don't even want to draft a, or a tight end in round 10. Um, for me, it, it's all after round nine, it's all based on ADP. It's figuring out what round do I think I can get one of the tight ends that I think might break out in 2019. Um, and that's the round I'll draft a tight end. Um, so generally speaking, I'm okay drafting a tight end after the 10th round. Like if I'm sitting there at 10 and you have a guy like Hunter Henry or David Njoku, I will take them. But otherwise yeah. I'm waiting probably till pick four, 13, 14, um, rounds, really? Yeah, yeah rounds to, to draft a tight end because to me, what is the difference between Austin Hooper and Trey Burton? You know what I mean? Yeah, there, there really there, isn't no, one. There isn't. So I, I think I think the reality is, is like, yeah, some of these guys are going to be ranked higher or lower than others, but to me, there's such a large tier three and tier four of tight ends that it doesn't really matter what round after 10 you take a tight end as long as you take one that you think is going to break out um so for me after round 10 is usually pretty good for you after round 10 is pretty good staying consistent that's what we do in this show (laughs) pretty much consistency wins fantasy championships um today we discuss our final rankings or early draft rankings uh, and we're going to talk about tight ends 11 through 20. So let's get started with tight end number 11, Eric Ebron. We finished the last oh. show a little bit uh, discussing Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron. Ebron is an interesting little interesting little tight end. 
because I don't like him. Yeah, your at favorite all. player in the league. Yeah, my favorite player in the league. Uh, I don't like Eric Ebron at all. I have him ranked 11. You have him ranked 11. And the ECR has him ranked 15. Is he um, really 15? Yeah, that's. I'm going to confirm that. I think he's higher up. I, th- I saw that he was getting like 6th or 7th. Let me let me just look. I I I I'm pretty sure he's uh 15. Well, I mean, if he's 15, then we feel bad about what we we're ranking him at. <laughs> yeah, because Ebron. I mean, you hate Ebron with a passion. I'm I don't... sorry, I typed the wrong number. He is uh is ECR is eight. Okay. Yep. So yeah, that makes more sense. I mean, Ebron to me, you know, he's you hate him with a passion. And I understand that because you love Jack Doyle. I don't like Ebron either. I think he's overrated. Yeah. Not for the same reasons you do. Well, actually, some of the same reasons. But I think there's two tight ends in that offense. And the only way Ebron's going to be a top 10 fantasy tight end to me yeah, is if Jack Doyle gets injured again. Which is a possibility, which is why I had him at 11, to be yeah. honest with you. Right. But if both guys are fully healthy, I don't see Ebron being a top 10 fantasy tight end. I just don't think there's enough targets to go around with two tight ends in that offense. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think the only reason why Eric Ebron was as high as he was last season in fantasy points is because of the touchdown rate. He was oh, catching yeah. touchdowns. And he had a at, few big games. Yeah, he had a few really big games. But when you have a guy on your fantasy team uh, that – is catching touchdowns at that rate. Obviously tight ends who catch touchdowns at the rate that he was, you know, obviously is going, are going to be extremely highly rated. Um, his touchdown rate last year, 11% of his target share was a touchdown. Um, just to give you a little perspective in the past, he was 4%, 1%, 7% and 2%. So he is, he is expected to regress in that category and for me, when I look at Eric Ebron, if he he didn't get many yard, he didn't get he didn't get a ton of yardage, and he was a tight end that was targeted a lot, but he didn't produce at an extremely high rate. And like I said, the touchdowns were the main thing. So for for me, when I look at Eric Ebron, I think that he is going to fall down uh, a lot from where I think he finished. Like what was four? Oh yeah. Um, I think he's going to fall down a lot into that. Back end, you know what people I mean? People are going to draft him very high because they like him. I've even gotten backlash on Twitter from people who hate Eric e- I mean, who love Eric Ebron. I just don't think it's the same same reason that I feel about Philip Lindsay. I don't think you can continue to produce at this level, and there's there's certain regression that's going to happen when you catch touchdowns at a crazy rate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trey Burton is the number 12 tight end on our rankings. Um, I have him ranked 10. You have him ranked 12. ECR has him, I believe it is 14. Let me confirm that. My numbers seem to be wrong today. Yeah, he is you're... 14. I'm right. Okay, there you go. I'm right this time. Uh, Trey Burton. I actually really like Trey Burton. Um, I think he had a lot of opportunity last year, but he didn't follow through. And that is a, bit, a little bit concerning. But I think he has a high ceiling. If they start throwing him the ball, I, I, to be honest with you, that whole offense is kind of a mess when it comes to receivers. It is. It's a big mess. Um, now it's it's crazy because you're right. Trey Burton at this point is our twelfth twelfth ranked tight end. Yeah. Is there much of a difference between Trey Burton and Evan Ingram, who is ranked fifth? No. That's crazy. 
Like, there's no other positions that we've done that you could look at the 12th ranked player and the 5th ranked player and be like, now there's, I mean, there's a difference, but it's not big. Yeah. You know, I, I like Trey Burton too. I think he's good. I, I drafted him in a lot of leagues last year because I was very high on him going into the year and he kind of right. disappointed, but he showed flashes of, you know, being mm-hmm. really good and really solid fantasy tight end. Um, The hope is Trubitsky gets a year older, another year in Trey Burton with that offense. They use him more. He gets used to the system more. Right. So... I, I like Trey Burton, and I think, would you say he's going like the 13th round? 12th or 13th. 12th yeah. or 13th round. Yeah. That's per- I'm taking him. If Perfect. He's there. Yeah. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, you could take, and would you say that he could break out like Kittle? Uh, not quite like Kittle, but yeah. Is it, a po- is it a possibility? Sure. All right. That's what you're looking for in these late rounds is these younger guys who have a possibility of breaking out. You have to really, it, it's hard to predict. A breakout, like you. Nobody who drafted Kittle last year thought he was going to finish no, the third best not. tight end. But you kind of have to look at it and say, can this guy break out? And and it's what in the fantasy universe is what you call a sleeper. That's what you call a sleeper is a guy who you think might break out. If he doesn't, he doesn't. It's not going to break your team. You got yep. him in the twelfth round, but he's a good player. I think Trey Burton can have a good season next year. It's just. A lot of the target share in in Chicago is is kind of freaked yeah, up. Yeah, I don't. I also don't know how much do you trust Mitch Trubisky. I not at all. And the Bears' offensive throwing the ball a lot. Yeah, I, I don't trust him at all. Um, another guy we talked about on our previous show on the news. He came back into practice. Our number thirteenth ranked tight end, Delaney Walker. You have him seventeen. ECR is twelve, and I have him twelve. Um, Delaney Walker is a little bit interesting of a player because. He does get a lot of targets, but he doesn't produce at a high level, and yeah. he's always kind of injured. So, like he'll have he'll have game he'll have four games in a row that he plays, and then he gets hurt for two games, and then he comes back for four games, and then he gets hurt for two games, and it's like it's just kind of that back and forth that you have with this guy all season. Um, and so, I think for Delaney Walker, he's a guy that if you can pick out the right moment to play him, he's a good streaming option. Um, because right around, I would not expect anyone, if you're in a 12-team league, there might be 14 or 15 owned tight ends. If you're in a 10-team league, you know there's usually about 12 to 13 owned tight ends. So right now, right where this is, you're probably getting to the cutoff where people are actually owning certain guys. Right. Um, if there are 17, 18, 19 tight ends owned in a one tight end league, then you're lost your freaking I'm, I'm port. Yeah, you're port. <laughs> you're, you're getting guys like uh, CJ Uzama. Um, the reason, yeah, that's true. The reason I have Walker's Delaney Walker a little lower than yeah. you and ECR. Um, he's old. I think there's a chance Ryan Tannehill is going to be throwing to him. He's injured a lot. I don't like Delaney Walker, <laughs> not that much, and not really. And even so, are you a Delaney I, Walker hater? I, uh, no, man. <laughs> Don't call me a hater, bro. <laughs> Don't call me a hater. I think he's okay. But at this point in the draft, I'm not looking for a guy who I think is okay. If I'm drafting the 13th or 12th, you know, a tight end in this late in the draft. Yeah, 13th I'm looking, round. I'm looking for somebody who can, as you said, break out. years old. I'm looking for a sleeper. I'm not looking for a guy that I yeah. think will be the 11th ranked tight end or 10th ranked tight end. I agree. So that's why I'm staying away from Delaney Walker. He's okay, but I don't see 
any way he finishes in the top five in tight ends. Right. I, I 100% agree with that, is that if you're this late in the draft, and I don't know why I ranked him so high, maybe because I think he might have a couple of good games, but um, if you're looking at Delaney Walker, he's, he's you know, for me, when you get late in the draft for quarterbacks and when you get late in the draft for tight ends, right, you have to think youth and you have to think talent. Right. And if you have a guy that's that's very young and very talented, like don't be going out and drafting Will Disley because Will Disley is not a talented tight end. Dude, don't <laughs> diss on the Disley, bro. <laughs> uh, but Delaney Walker's 34 years old. He's an old man. Like, he's not going to have a big-time bust-out season. He might finish in the top 10, but what does that mean for a fantasy football tight end? You know what I mean? Right. It's not really a huge, huge like cushion for him. So, I mean, for me in the past couple years, he's, he's gotten last year, he was hurt for most of the season, but in the past four seasons that he played, he had 106 targets in 2014, 133 targets in 2015, 102 targets in 2016 and 111 targets in 2017. The three best seasons of his career were all under, um, what's the quarterback's name? Marcus Mariota. Yeah. So, if he was to get 110, 115 targets and he was to convert that at a 60% catch rate, then you're talking about right around 70 catches. And if that's what he's getting and he's, you know, then he's catching probably, balls, yeah, then he's probably a top sixth. five tight end. Yeah. And I, don't, so, I don't see that happening, though. And I, I don't think, see that happening. I think Tannehill's probably going to play half the year, knowing Mariota and his right. injury history. But it so, looks like Mariota has a little bit of a connection with Delaney Walker. So if they both play... He does have a yeah decent amount. Then we'll see what happens. But for me, you're right. Age is a big contributor into why I probably wouldn't draft Delaney Walker in the 13th round. He might be a guy that if you feel like drafting two tight ends, you get like a sleeper yeah, late, and right. then you draft Delaney Walker yep. just to start game one. I was thinking one. the same thing, yeah. Um, but I, I don't even know if I want to take up two roster spots with tight ends. Uh, the number 14th ranked tight end... Jordan Reed of the Washington Redskins. I have him ranked 16. You have him 14, and the ECR has him 17. Jordan Reed has been a guy that uh, has – he's been one of these guys that's extremely talented. Like, he's, it's clear that he has the talent. Yeah. For some reason, the man can't freaking translate it. Um, he's just – he struggled to come out and play at a high level. He only had one season where he had 114 targets, you know, or 100 plus targets, I should say. Um, in that season, he had 952 yards and 11 touchdowns. That was 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, when you look at the when you look at Jordan, I was going to say Delaney Walker. <laughs> when you look at Jordan Howard, he's talented Reed. enough to do that. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like it's hard for him. It's hard for him for some reason to break out yeah. into that role. He had 84 targets last year, which isn't bad. See, but it's just it, he's a guy. He's one of those guys. He's a little bit like you said. He's on the older side. You know what I mean? He doesn't have this. You know, he's starting to get there. Yeah, but I mean, he's still not. What is he? 26, 27, 28, 28. Yeah. So he's he's getting on the older side for a tight end, um, but he might be a guy that cracks into the top seven like yeah. you know what i mean that you're like so, okay here we go he comes back like if he can have another year like he did in 2015 then that's a great guy to have but what are the chances of that happening in a washington redskins offense that barely has a quarterback dude don't diss on haskins bro come on now. i don't even think haskins is gonna start <laughs> he might not they might go with mccoy to start the year haskins will eventually start but 
Anyway, I have Jordan Reed a little higher, just because, just a little higher, just because I think people are forgetting Jordan Reed a little bit. I mean, last year he had 84 targets in 13 games, which is pretty good if you think about that. He had, he only had two touchdowns. If he gets some more red zone opportunities and some more touchdowns, he's yeah. gonna get the points. If you look at everybody else in that Redskins offense too, who's their number one receiver? No one. Some crap bag. Yeah. Jordan Reed is their number one receiver. Yeah, that's to true. answer your question. That's true. Or my question, I should say. Dwayne Haskins, I think once he plays, I think he'll be okay. So it's just a personal thing. Yeah. That I think he'll him and Jordan Reed will find a connection because I do believe in Haskins. You hope. For to a point. Um, so yeah, I, I think Jordan Reed should be considered a little higher than he is right now. He, he, he should be with the guys like Trey Burton and those other guys where he has upside of being a top, like, eh, seven or eight tight end who, if you're getting that guy, I mean, he's probably going undrafted in a lot of leagues. Right. Or if he's getting drafted, it's like 15th round. Right. That's somebody you should, uh, keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I mean, I do really like Jordan Reed. I just. Maybe it's because I've been uh, burned by him yeah, several times because I really do like him. Um, according to, we're starting to get a little bit of ADP, consensus ADP from Fantasy Pros. Um, but according to that, uh, Jordan Reed is getting drafted at 179. That's uh... Uh, So that's... Yeah, that's like the 17th. <laughs> <laughs> undrafted. Yeah, undrafted. Um, so, I mean, for a guy that's undrafted, if he doesn't you know, if he doesn't land on your fantasy team, like, you know, fantasy pros, like I said, has him ranked 17th. With that being said, he's going to be an undrafted guy. He's not going to be, you know, but he's a guy that you can snag, put on your team, and maybe he can succeed, maybe he can't succeed, but he's not a guy that I'm going out and charging off, you know, like running after. Like oh, I'm yeah, gonna, for sure. Fifteenth round, I'm sitting there going, "Oh, I gotta get Jordan Reed." Like, no, I'm not. I'm. Not, I, I will. I would let him go. See what the matchup looks like week one, and then try to pick him up and see if that if that rolls yeah. out. Um, number fifteen in our rankings, Vance McDonald. Uh, I have him seventeen, so I'm a little further down than you. Uh, you have him ten, and the ECR has him ten. And I'll tell you why I don't like Vance McDonald, and then you can tell me why you like Vance McDonald. This is where things get a little bit dicey in terms of where we're All these guys, guys are so, though, like, yeah, you can go into any order. Right. Uh, but Vance McDonald, to me, I started statting out some of the statistics for the Steelers and how much they actually throw it to tight ends and how much they've thrown it to tight ends in the past. And the concern for me is that last year you had a season where the, the Pittsburgh Steelers threw the ball an insane amount. And I talked about that in the past. 689 passing attempts for, for Ben Roethlisberger. That's yeah, crazy. Ridiculous. Um, that's not going to happen again. It's I will guarantee that I will guarantee that that's not going to happen. I think that Ben Roethlisberger will throw not 590 to 595 targets. I don't think he'll crack 600 because he's only done it twice in his career. Um, historically, the team has thrown it to the tight end position about 18% of the time. So if they throw it 18% of the time, you're only going to see about 10% of the target share go to Vance McDonald. And if McDonald only gets 10% of the target share, he's only going to get 60 targets. 
is that a good sign for people who want Vance McDonald? Because there's a lot of people no. that are like, oh, Vance McDonald, he's going to break out. He's going to break out. I don't think so. Because you have targets. You have James Conner. You have Juju Smith-Schuster. You got James Washington, Donta Moncrief. You got uh, some good options there. See, that's where I, that's where I differ. Because mm. I think now that AB is gone. They're not going to throw it to Vance McDonald. They're just not. So I don't think Vance McDonald's going to be a top three tight end or anything like that. Right. But they are going to throw it to Vance McDonald. I gave him 10%. <laughs> what did he get last year? I don't know. I can, so, I can pull that up right now. Yeah, so pull that up because I think that'll make a difference. Because now that AB's gone, he took he an had, insane amount of the targets. He had 11% last year. So and because they so he had it, he had eleven percent last year. He had eleven percent last year, and they threw it six hundred and eighty nine times. So him at eleven percent of six hundred and eighty nine is, I don't know how many targets he had last. Okay, year. but so, but now so you can take out, so you can do the numbers and say, well, they'll throw the ball, they'll throw the ball less. Yeah, but who took up the most targets last year? Antonio Brown. Yeah, by far. He's gone. So yeah, Nate Washington, I think is will get James Washington. Nate Washington, James Washington, George Washington, don't matter. Uh, <laughs> he'll he'll get he'll get some wow. more targets. But you know who else should get some some of those A B missed targets? Yeah. It'll be Vance McDonald. Yeah, and he showed flashes last year of being like obviously everybody refers to the Monday Night Play. Yeah, um, he showed flashes last year being legit. Like he has upside. He's got potential he has the opportunity to be a, a starting tight end I see that's that's where i disagree leagues. i just don't think they're gonna i don't think i don't i already forgot his name nate washington james washington what is it <laughs> george washington george we washington it doesn't matter james washington james washington he's not gonna he's not gonna be a number like i think uh, i think james Juju, washington Juju's now has gonna get nickname. targets juju's gonna get targets we're just gonna call him nate the rest of the year Juju, like i said juju's gonna get his targets yeah no, I don't think anybody else in the Steelers' offense will be like. There's nobody else in that offense that's going to get a lot of targets. Yeah. So and yeah, sure that includes Vance McDonald, but I think out of everybody, he might get the second most. The, the biggest thing about the Pittsburgh Steelers is that they Probably give most. they give about twenty percent, sixty percent go to the wide receivers normally, and twenty percent go to right go to the running backs. That's now, just historical. They have had in twenty sixteen they did throw it to the tight end position twenty one percent of the time. If that does happen, I could see Vance McDonald getting an increased production. But um, I even gave Xavier Grimble a little bit too many targets but even if you do that like say he gets up to the you know 80 80 target range you know his catch yeah. rate his catch rate is freaking 55 percent so he's not going to be able to produce oh, well, yeah. an extremely he's, high level yeah i don't think he, his ceiling is insanely high but yeah you know you you mentioned that in the past the steelers tend to throw the ball to the receivers a lot yep versus the tight ends and such but in the past they've had antonio brown and juju in the past, they've dude, had Antonio Jesse James, Brown and bro. Whoa, dude! Completely forgot. <laughs> now that Jesse James ain't there, that means Vance McDonald's gonna get even more targets. Oh boy! You want to move on to the next? Yes, please. Sixteenth <laughs> uh, ranked tight end is Chris Herndon the fourth. Dun, 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 dun. Now the only New York Jets tight end. Probably um, never heard of this guy. Yeah, most people, unless you play fantasy football, have never heard of this guy. I am ranked 13. You have him ranked 18. ECR has him ranked 11th. Um, 
we don't know what we're going to get from Sam Darnold. I like Chris Herndon. Um, I think he's talented, and I think he can. He showed pops last year, like flashes yeah. of being really good. Um, I think the chance that he has a breakout season and turns out to be really good are like 2%. Um, <laughs> I like him, but and I ranked him at 13, but that's just because he's a young. He's one of those younger he's, tight ends. Yeah. He's one of those younger tight ends in a young offense, um, and they may throw it to him. I, I'm not sure if they're going to throw it to him. I don't, I don't know what Adam freaking Gase is going to do. No one does, but... I le- I really do like Chris Herndon. I think he's talented, and I think he's got a lot of opportunity. And if Sam Darnold takes a step forward this year, uh, which m- many people expect to happen, then Chris Herndon could be a successful guy. Yeah, I mean, I have him a little lower just because, honestly, like, I don't think he proved a lot last year. I know he did show a few flashes, but yeah, going from what I saw, I, did, I wasn't crazy impressed. But he is very young. And I do tend to like the strategy of going with the young guys. And he has an opportunity. You know, the Jets don't have many weapons on that team. And I do think Darnold's going to take an increase next year. I just, you know, I don't don't know about the Jets as a whole, like, for offense. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the situation. I mean, Adam Gase did have somewhat of a decent offense with Miami. He did, but, you know. It's just not going to be prolific. It's It's with a lot of, if you looked at those Miami teams, it was usually used with a lot of different guys. Yeah. So for fantasy outlooks, That's it wasn't necessarily thing. right. You know, he used two running backs. There was like three or four receivers that always got involved. There was also outside of Le'Veon Bell, not a lot to throw to. And that is so true. If if you Dude, know Robbie Anderson, <laughs> Chris Herndon could be a very very good. Wide receiver, uh, wide receiver. I, I don't know why I keep calling them wide receivers. I mean, essentially yeah. tight. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> uh, Chris Herndon could be a really good player, but I, I think I actually don't think his ceiling is that high. Um, and so I think that he could finish as like at the eighth. Oh, tight I don't think end, I don't but, think he has like top yeah, five. I don't think ceiling, he has, but he, like, he could he, be who top knows, 10. Maybe he could be, but he's one of those younger guys that you should keep an eye on. Because if there's not a lot of targets going around, and then you watch in the preseason, the target share is going a lot to the, you know, when Sam Darnold's on the field, the target share is going a lot to Chris Herndon. Then you know, yeah. keep an eye on that. But I don't like Chris Herndon's one of those guys that's most likely. It doesn't look like he's getting drafted um, at this point. I think he, yeah, fourteenth, fifteenth round, uh, if not completely undrafted. Uh, the number seventeenth ranked tight end is Greg Olson, older guy. With a little bit of upside, as much as you can have. He's been a good tight end over the course of his career, but he is getting up there in age. I have him 15, you have him 19, and ECR has him 16. So Greg Olson, I he's one of those guys that is very disconcerting to me. If you draft him, be prepared for injury. If you put him on your team, be prepared for him to get hurt. Um, he's going to get targets. Uh, Cam Newton does like to throw it to tight ends. He has been very good in the time that he has started, but he just has had trouble staying on the field. And I think that's more specifically why he's ECR at 16 and, and is 17 on our list. And it's just because he's so inconsistent and so injury prone that it just, it's not even worth having him at this point. He's an older guy that doesn't really have a lot of upside for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think he has a lot of upside. I, I have him really low because I just don't think he'll play a lot this year again. I think he'll probably play under 10 games. When he's out there, he'll be good. Last two seasons, he's played under 10 games. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know. He's he's 34 years old, 
which for a tight end is like 50. Um, so you look at those two things combined. When he's out there, Cam Newton does like to throw to tight ends, as right. you said. Um, and he is still, he's old, but he can catch the ball if it's thrown to him, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's still pretty good overall, but... This guy I'm, falls into the bucket of uh, guys you don't want to draft. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not taking Greg Olson. <laughs> um, number 18 on our draft rankings, Noah Font. Your guy. Now, this guy is going 21 on ECRs. I have him 18. You have him 16. I'm actually surprised you ranked him higher than me. Uh, more specifically because I love Noah Font. Yeah. I have both the rookies very high, though. Yeah, you do. Uh, but Noah Font, for me... I, I need ahead. to temper myself a little bit Go ahead. because I found out some fantastic news the other day. Uh, not only does you know Mister uh, Joe Flacco like to throw it to the tight end position, yes, but Joe, their new Joe Flacco, yes. the Denver Broncos' new offensive coordinator Rick Scangarello loves to throw it to tight ends as well. Oh, so when you t- put those two together, you're going to get targets for Noah Font. Uh, if if he if he gets a significant portion of targets, like eighty to a hundred, I think the guy could be. Oh, I think a top five tight end. If that, ha- but that's a kind of a hot take. It is. I like hot takes though. <laughs> I do like Noah Font. I think that a lot of stuff is adding up for his success, and the only thing stopping the only the only thing stopping Noah Font is Noah Font. I think the point. only thing stopping Noah Font is Joe Flacco. <laughs> Would you stop roasting Joe Flacco? Look, you, your dude, hatred for Flacco and Eli Manning is Fla- unreal. Flacco's, I no, I don't hate Flacco, especially like in real life. Fantasy wise, I do hate Flacco. No, oh, I agree, but that doesn't mean he's not going to throw it to Noah Font. <laughs> no, he might, but you know, there's still like I think Cortland Sutton will probably get more targets. Yeah, I think Emmanuel Sanders will get more targets. Obviously, they're wide receivers. And Joe Flacco's like max touchdowns is like twenty to twenty five. Yeah, but. So I statted out this man's, and I only gave him like five touchdowns. So, okay, so something like that. But and it's if, not. It's not. I the like. End of the I world. mean, I have him ranked higher than you. you I do. have both. I, mean, I, I like him better than you. Oh yeah, but I have <laughs> maybe Hawkins. I'll maybe I'll make. Some I have Hawkinson's even higher. The yeah. Hawkster. The but, Hawk. I mean, Flac- Flacco's thrown over twenty five. So over yeah. twenty five touchdowns once in his career. Yeah, one time. He doesn't do it a lot, but when you look at that offense, I mean, yes, people are excited about Deshaun Hamilton, and and people are excited about Cortland Sutton, and you have Emmanuel Sanders still there. You know, they're get people are excited about those three guys. I mean, I've heard people talk so much about Cortland Sutton, um, and 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 it's Dude, like you were it, on that train, like a, you got two months Phil, ago. yeah, I, I was, well, I still kind of am, but we'll see what happens. Um, and then you got like Philip Lindsay, who can't catch a ball for his life, wow. and. Uh, Royce Freeman is also pretty good at catching. Uh, go look at his receiving numbers. Um, it's okay. <laughs> we disagree on Philip Lindsay quite a bit. I I mean, um, not really. I think you just have extra hatred towards him. I do. Uh, anyway, so I think that Noah Font has opportunity to succeed. I have never seen two tight ends get drafted this high. Oh, in, in NFL draft? In the in an NFL yeah. draft. So 
I'm curious to see how they're utilized because usually you stay away from wide receivers because unless that wide receiver is drafted into a situation where they have a good quarterback and he's the only wide receiver, that guy's generally not going to succeed. Usually you see guys like Calvin Ridley get drafted to sit behind a Julio Jones. Yeah. So when you're talking about a guy like Noah Font, he's coming into a situation where there's not a ton of targets you know, yeah, like you said, there's not a ton of targets to go around, mm-hmm. but at the same time, there's not a, there's not a ton of targets to throw to. So I think that Noah Font will get a he'll get his share of the pie, and I think that when he if and when he gets the share, how how what what he does with that is is very important. Like if he catches forty percent or fifty percent of his passes, then that's not good. That's that's not going to be a good look no. for Noah Font. But if he catches sixty-five to seventy percent of his passes and a couple of touchdowns, then you're talking about a guy who can finish in the top five. That's why I like Noah Font. I think he's talented enough to succeed, and he's going to get enough targets to succeed. It's just a matter of stepping into that that and window. And he's also too. extremely young. So, oh yeah, I think long term, like dynasty league, hop on Noah Font for sure. But I'm gonna grab Noah Font this year. I'm not. I yeah. do have him pretty high because, again, like the chance of breakout. There are so little tight ends in this league that there are that too. Fluxing in a couple of new ones is going to make a complete difference. Yeah, that's true. Uh, number nineteen on our tight end rankings. We only got one more ranking to go. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, my guy. I have him twenty. I don't know why I'm still low on this guy. Uh, you have him fifteen, and then the ECR has him twenty. The reason why I ranked Hawk twenty is is because I I don't believe in the Detroit Lions yeah, at that's all, fair. Uh, and that's the only reason. There's just some sometimes you feel sometimes you have a feeling on a guy and yeah. you just roll with it. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson is extremely talented. I want him to succeed, and I hope they u- utilize him similar to Gronk because if he mm-hmm. does that, he's going to be really good. Like he could be. He's a, here's the thing with T.J. Hawkinson that I just want to get out the way. He was a top ten pick. If he turned he he if if there's any tight end like I as much as I like Noah Font, if there is a rookie tight end in any class that is going to break out, it is a top ten tight end in a draft. And TJ Hawkinson, if he succeeds in that offense in Detroit and they utilize him properly, this guy could be I, I don't want to jump. I don't want to. This is this sounds like a hot take, but he could be maybe not this season, but in the next coming seasons, a Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, or George Kittle. That's what this guy's ceiling is. You know, you take a guy tenth overall. That's the hope. Yeah, for sure. I have him really high. I have him fifteen, maybe too high, but I believe in the Hawk. For for one, I think Matt like comparing him to Noah Font. Yeah, um, which I shouldn't do because I like both those guys, but. <laughs> I think Matt Stafford, yeah, the Lions offense, I don't trust it either. Um, I can't, I honestly can't blame you for that. Um, but I do like Matt Stafford. I hate that he wins. I, I think Matt Lions. Stafford's a pretty decent quarterback. Yeah, he's better he's, than Joe Flacco. He's better than Joe Flacco for sure. I think, you know, the opportunity is going to be there. There is no Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. You know, there is no guy like that. I think, you know, Kenny Galloway is a nice receiver. Galladay. Galladay. Sorry. Galloway. Oh, oh, don't correct. matter to me. <laughs> um, he's don't he's a, to he's me. a good receiver with good upside, but he's I don't think he's anything crazy, right? I mean, they're gonna use him. I think they will use him like Gronk, and if they do that, he has top ten potential for this year. Top ten fantasy potential, not even top five. I mean, honestly, uh, well, rookie to have a rookie tight end be top five. I don't yeah, know, but but yeah, I mean, he 
he's going undrafted, I think, in yeah. a lot of leagues. So if you you pick him up as even just like a waiver wire pickup to play mm-hmm. him on week to week spots, yeah, I don't think that'd be a bad idea at no, all. No, it's not. I mean, he's. I, I just I just got a big hawk in my shorts. I can't <laughs> lie. Uh, the number twenty and the final wide rec- uh, the final tight end on our tight end rankings is Kyle Rudolph. Rudolph the <sighs> I like Kyle Rudolph. I don't know why he's ranked. So I like low. him if he's on the Patriots. Nineteen on my rankings. Twenty on your rankings. Eighteen on ECR. I'm going to confirm that that is correct. I think it is. Oh, uh, that's tough if it is. Number 18, Kyle That Rudolph. does feel a little low. That does feel very low, considering that he was he one of the better tight ends though. coming into last year. No, he, he didn't. I think that's more the fact of who they have at quarterback than anything else. Um, I do like Kyle Rudolph. If if this man gets traded to New England. Oh, he jumps. Oh, yeah. He goes up to, like, top four. <laughs> he might Easily. be fourth. Easily. He, he is fourth. But then... Dude, Ben Watson, though, is going to take his snaps. <laughs> yeah, um, not for the first four weeks. He's too busy taking drugs. So Kyle Rudolph is interesting. Yeah. It's kind of like the Vikings are in a very weird spot, especially yeah. with the passing game. Right. Where Diggs and Thaleen will get most of the targets, you feel like. So it kind of right. leaves Rudolph as the odd man out. But he could be a good sleeper because he's getting drafted undrafted seems like the spot that he's in right now i have him 20th right. you have him 19 so if you you like rudolph again any of these tight ends really any Anyone. of the guys yeah. we've talked about today i mean it's i just, think rudolph it's just situation yeah and is. i think i think if he was to get traded to a situation with a better quarterback like if this guy was to get traded to i mean obviously this would hurt jared cook but if he was to tra- get traded to like new orleans or he was to get traded to uh, Green Bay or something I was like that. Say they, Green Bay, yeah. yeah they, autom- we didn't even bring up Jimmy Graham, but automatically, automatically, yeah, he would probably be in our top twenty-five. But automatically, Kyle Rudolph becomes a top five tight end if he goes to one of those situations. Yeah. I think, I think for him, it's just and the reason why he had a bad season is just because who's their quarterback? Case Keenum. I can't remember. Kirk Cousins. Bro. Kirk Cousins. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Contract. He is. Um. Yeah, Mr. Contract. He's he, Kirk Cousins is a game managing quarterback. He doesn't really do. It's weird. Because in the beginning of the year, Kirk Cousins was actually performing really well. Yeah. And it was like, oh, here come the Vikings just right again. And then they just collapsed. So yeah. I think also a lot of the targets that Kirk Cousins throws. I don't know why I said Case Keenum. Yeah, boss. Taking it back to like 2016. <laughs> um, but I think the thing with Kirk Cousins is that he throws the, he throws the ball a ton, a ton to – uh, digs and and he also does uh, a lot of screens. He like does throw downs. a lot of screens. So the tight end position is not really fully utilized. Um, there is rumors floating around that Kyle Rudolph is going to uh, get traded. Re up at this point. Get traded. They've been negotiating their five year deal. I hope he gets traded. I hope he gets traded. I want him to go to the Pats. Give him a first round pick. I don't give a flip. Okay, what's <laughs> he's, he's? I'm like, not sure about that. Let's relax. Uh, no, but if Kyle Rudolph ends up on a team, he gets traded and ends up on a team with a good quarterback and a good situation, then I think definitely move him up your draft board. But as of what right about now, like Seattle, that'd be if cool. he, yeah, that would actually be a good destination. But if he stays where he is, then I don't see him going. Like, he'll probably he might finish top fifteen, but I I don't see much upside for Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, that'll do it for our rankings or 2019 early draft rankings for this year we gave you the top 20 at every friggin position 
Um, and at some point when our website launches, we will give you all of our rankings um, at every position in full so you can pour over those and dissect them and decide whether we were right or wrong <laughs> for true. Yeah, and then um, you can rub it in our face. Next week is our official dun, 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 dun. first mock draft of 2019. Gonna be lit. We'll do a live mock draft on Tuesday, um, and it should be uh, very exciting. We'll, we'll get to draft for you guys live and show you exactly who we will be taking at certain segments, and then you can tell us if our, se- our team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got any closing thoughts for us, boss? Oh, dude, we forgot. We're supposed to rank kickers. Oh, yeah. We didn't do our top we'll 20 do, kickers. We'll do kickers next week, bro. <laughs> okay. See you later, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>